Welcome to the Holistic Career Change Podcast. One-stop shop for everyone feeling stuck in their career and who are looking to identify, change, and succeed at their new fulfilling work. I'm your host, Vilma Seita. Let's go. Hi, all. How are you getting on? <laughs> this past week has been a little slow for me. I had wisdom teeth pain and the whole week, actually. I mean, nothing serious and also just the most bizarre concept that we may be experiencing teething problems in our 30s and 40s and sometimes 50s. But let me tell you, it did make me really appreciate um, health because when we're healthy, when we don't have any chronic pain, I feel like we really end up, you know, taking our well-being for granted. So this past week, I had to renew a promise to myself to stay even more present with my body and to incorporate more daily gratitude and nourishing practices, whether it would be booking in a massage uh, or just checking in with my body throughout the day and throughout the week to ask how it's doing and check in perhaps even with separate organs and body parts because they are all separate energetic entities with their own signatures and their own consciousness and they're here to support us and they're doing their best to work in alliance with us so that we could remain vital and energetic and we could actualize our purpose and we would be able to self-realize. So we're really very much supported. And I think we forget, or I should talk for myself, I often forget to remind myself just how supported and how loved I am. And that it's true for each and every one of you that, you know, love and that unconditional support is available for you as well. If you choose to notice it, if you choose to tune into it, and if you invite it into your life. So today I have um, an episode for you, which is, I guess, a little more practical. Uh, And this is something that I had promised in my previous episodes, um, which is to talk about um, test driving and play projects. Now, one of the main myths when it comes to career change that I really love to bust is that completely changing career, uh, whether we refer to um, it as double switch, which is changing industry and role, like for instance, Stacy did uh, by changing from law to jewelry making. I shared her story in episode nine or the way Hilda did uh, by switching from banking to teaching in episode 16th. The myth that I like to bust is that the type that type of change that these two ladies exhibited is scary, it's dramatic, it's stressful, and it's financially costly. It does not have to be like that at all. It can actually be an enjoyable and exciting, playful, and financially rewarding experience. All of it from start to finish. And one of my main sort of goals that I have set for myself in in my work with clients is to take all of the necessary fear from their plate. Because we're being conditioned and we're being told that change is scary, that career change may be selfish, irresponsible, not worth it. (laughs) But here's the deal about listening to other people's opinions is that every single time you are being offered an opinion, 
when it comes to people from your inner circle, especially, is that nine out of 10 times, these people will be offering their own limitations wrapped up in the gift box of concern for you. So please take every advice, every opinion that you are being offered with a bucket of salt. Not a pinch of salt, a bucket of salt, okay? (laughs) And um, by the way, I'm not including here the group of trained professionals who are actually prepared to hold space and hold some sort of neutrality when they're listening to your story. This is more reserved for those who are close to you and who feel like they're entitled to share their opinion and advice very often unsolicited, right? And because of this projection fest, I also often advise that when you're going through a career change, in spite of which stage you're at, really, I'd sincerely advise you to keep sharing the details about your change to the absolute bare minimum. Yes, support system is important. However, please be selective because at the beginning of this story, your new identity will be very fragile. So an example that I wanted to give you is imagine, say, you decide to take up gardening and seed some flowers. And this is essentially what you're doing when you decide to pursue a new career. You're planting something that you have not planted before. And by the way, bear with me with this analogy. I'm very new to gardening, so I may, may not have all the intricate knowledge of it. But say, imagine you're planting a seed and say you, I don't know, planted um, a tulip bulb, right? You planted it, you're watering it, and then it starts to grow slowly but surely. Uh, You attend to it, you celebrate even the smallest of changes, you do understand intrinsically that there's a certain process, there's a timeline that this bulb will follow in order to eventually blossom into this most beautiful tulip, right? So you know all of that. Now imagine you ended up sharing about your planted tulip with your family and your friends. So much so that every time you you meet them, like meet your family member, they will be like, hey, how's that tulip going? And, you know, you would respond with, oh, you know, it's, it's growing. It doesn't look like a tulip yet, but fingers crossed, right? And then they would be like, well, okay, good luck. But, you know, maybe you should have planted a rose instead of a tulip. Like, I've heard they grow so much quicker. And, you know, your response would be like, yeah, you know, I prefer tulips. So I think it just needs a little bit more time. And then imagine after that conversation, after some time, you bump into a friend and they also are aware that you're picking up gardening and they're like, hey, how's that tulip of yours? You know, and you say, well, you know, it's going, it's not yet in bloom. So I'm just looking after it, waiting, you know, sending out good thoughts into the universe. And then they may say like, oh, really not yet in bloom? Wow. You know, like Kate was also planting tulips and her tulips are like in full bloom. Like, you know, and then you may think, well, I don't even know who Kate is, but yeah, like good for her, right? 
And then after all of this, you have, you know, a Zoom call with your family. And then they say again, hey, how's your tulip? We haven't spoken to you for a while. Like, what's the status update? And by that point, you are already feeling a little defensive after all the recent comments and questions that you've been receiving. So then you find yourself being vague and, you know, saying, you know, it's going somewhere. And then your mother says, well, you know, sweetheart, I'm just worried. Like maybe, you know, you planted like a a faulty bulb, like an old bulb, and it's taking you so much time to grow it. You know, maybe you should have never taken up gardening in the first place. Like you were so good at baking. You really used to enjoy baking. You know, maybe you, you should have just stuck with what you know you're good at. You know, you've been baking for years. I'm not sure about all of this gardening business, right? And so every time you bump into someone who knows that you're doing this, you will receive comments like that. So then, you know, you, in the end, you just don't say anything to them and you may politely smile and try to change the subject. But let me assure you, you will be absorbing every little comment that you hear because... Well, it's natural you haven't grown flowers before, so you start doubting yourself, like doubt creeps in, and then, you know, you go to your tulip, and then you look at it, and you start judging the tulip, judging its process, judging yourself that you might be doing it wrong, judging others for judging you, right, which makes you then attend to your tulip less, and in fact, because of lack of water and attention, it may actually you know, not even grow as fast anymore, which just makes you even more convinced that gardening may not be for you. And then you think, well, maybe everyone is right. (laughs) I'm sharing this really, really dramatic, elaborate example, but I don't think you realize how many times it has actually happened to potential career changers who were trying to pursue the work or business of meaning. You see, like, how that is a very similar process when you decide to transition and take up a new direction in your life. As you are still not certain, as you are still testing things out, learning more about this process, learning more about yourself, about this new quote-unquote flower you have planted, it would serve you to create a very safe environment and only allow actually impartial gardeners in who have no judgment over you or over the process. So it could be a therapist, an acquaintance who already has, like, or a friend who has already made a career shift. Um, You know, anyone who will not judge, but rather support you and share the best tricks and tips. And after this long intro... I just have a thing for long intros. Have you guys noticed? I've I've been listening to one of my podcasts the other day because I tried to remember what I shared and I was like, Jesus Christ, like the, the amount of time it takes me to get to the topic of the day. But anyway, we arrive at the main topic of today, which is creating time and space for yourself to test drive your options. Now, this test drive stage is something that I insist on for those of you who have arrived from that dull soul-sucking job without knowing what the next step is for you. So say you've been following the process, you've done the getting to know yourself work, you've become the ultimate self-expert, you've identified several options that would work for you, and now you're ready to test them out, to play with them, to feel out which one is the one for you. However, 
I also know that there are some of you who are listening who already have known for some time that what it is that they'd like to do. However, for one reason or another, they never really took that plunge fully. So there was one beautiful soul that messaged me and shared that she wants to offer crystal healing sessions, you know, in person and also remote. And she's been doing this work for years on herself and on her family members, and she finds it extremely effective. And she's now stuck in this, you know, in these fearful thoughts of, well, if I quit my job, will I have enough clients to support myself? Will I have to be stressed about finding these new clients? You know, what if there is little money in it and so on and so on and so forth. And all of these thoughts are stopping her in her track. She's stressed about a business she has not even started. So my answer to all of you who are in a similar situation, your job here is now to roll up those leaves and test it out. Do it in a safe, what I call, in a safe lab environment without losing your current income. Um, And if you're struggling with enjoying your job, by the way, and you will, you know, your response to what I'm sharing now will be, well, I don't, I don't have time. I don't have energy. I really want you to go back to my episode 13, I think, uh, which is called, I don't have time and energy to switch because I really want you to cultivate this ability of being able to not engage and indulge in this urgency to quit. And I want to invite you to stop talking about how much you hate your job and how draining it is. It's not serving you to talk about the obvious with everyone you meet. It does not serve you to create WhatsApp groups with your colleagues to bitch about your boss or to bitch about the new process that was established. It's not serving any of you. It's draining your energy. So I want you to save that energy for testing out the alternatives for yourself. Test out the options that allow you to eventually get paid to play. And the purpose of this test drive stage is for you to actually test out a potential career which would hit that sweet spot between loving what you do and getting paid for it. I think a lot of the times the reason why we feel stuck is that we have forgotten to appreciate that Right now, for the first time in literally known human history, we have a chance to make a living out of pretty much anything. Literally, whatever, anything you can think of, someone somewhere in the world is already making a career or a business out of it. Right? So if you're an artist, if you're someone who wants to offer healing, I really don't want you to use that against yourself and be discouraged thinking that this is not, quote unquote, a proper or traditional career. Literally, whatever you can think of, like the most random activity you can think of, there's someone doing it and getting paid for it. And if you don't believe me, and if your, you know, what I call asshole brain wants to argue with me, well, then let me entertain you. I actually did a little research here on random professions that people get paid for. Did you know that there are people who make a very, very nice living out of being what is called horticultural therapists? They use plants and gardening to help people to improve their mental and physical health. 
So they will work with uh, those who, you know, can benefit from interaction with plants, including veterans with PTSD, children, elderly, and anyone really dealing with addiction or mental health problems. Did you know that that's something that, you know, people do? Essentially, you are like a plant whisperer and you get paid really nicely for that. By the way, like when I learned that, I was like, oof, that sounds good. (laughs) Did you know that um, a nail polish namer is an actual paid job? They also have professional ethical hackers, which is, again, a very well-paid job. They have professional snugglers, like as a, as a position with a job description. They have bet testers. People, there are legit professional bet testers. There are people towel sniffers. I really am not sure what it's about, and I, I'm not also not sure if I want to know what that is about. <laughs> There are Lego master builders as a job, like a serious adult job. And there are so, so many more. Like I'm literally, I just didn't want to like record all of them here. I just, just Google it and show your brain that if you want, like I said, start selling your art, if you want to offer astrological readings, if you want to open up a farm and rescue animals, if you want to build tree houses for a living, still one of my favorites and actually that is one of what, what one of my clients actually do that you can do it too and not only make the same living as you do now you probably will even be able to out earn your current self because you'll be able to diversify your income streams you'll have more energy to show up for what you do you'll want to excel at the job that lights you up or you can have a portfolio career which, by the way, reminds me, I probably should do an episode on a portfolio career, as I feel like there are so many of you out there who are multi-passionate and multi-potentialites, and you might be judging yourself for not being able to stick to one thing. So that's kind of like a, a reminder for me to do an episode about that. So basically, my point here is that in this tribe, when you're around me, please don't ever tell me that no one makes money doing this. Or I can't just do dot, dot, dot. Yes, you can. And please stop using this against yourself. Now, having said that, I'm also not here to sell you some elusive new age dream of vague promises of life of the dreamy alignment around fairies. Okay? I will be the first to admit and accept that we live in this capitalist world. We have needs. We have wishes. We have desires that based on this current worldwide accepted monetary system requires money. So I want you to accept those rules, learn those rules so you could master the game, but you don't need to become one with it. You don't need to love it. You don't need to defend it, right? Extract what you need, but make sure to set your own rules, design what you want and need. And money often is actually even more abundant when we finally give into our calling, into that invitation asking us to embrace our purpose. Because when, because then when you do that, you will start getting paid for the impact that you make, 
for the value that you provide, for the solution that you offer, not for the hours that you slave away for a dollar, a euro, or yen, or whatever. Then money will come to you in exchange of impact. More impact, more money. You can offer impact and spend two hours offering impact and earn your current month's salary, two months' salary. I've seen it over and over again. This is not like la-la land. It's the actual reality. Okay, I'm getting passionate. Let me go back to the test drive and play projects. So the idea of play projects, and I might have mentioned this before, is to put yourself in the proximity to your new path that you are considering right now. At the same time, I don't want you to make it into the super serious and very sort of expectation-heavy experience. This is a stage where I invite you to play by turning your focus away from these far-off goals um, and just see how you could create some type of experience of your dream career and life in the here and in the now. And even if it will be super, super scaled down right now to start with, I want you to still do it. So just pick one path, or if you already, like I mentioned before, already known for a while which path it is, I want you to focus on that and just start putting it into action or test driving it right away without overcomplicating it. All you need to do is put yourself as close to this potential path as possible without fully committing it so you could gather up all of the feedback, all of the juicy data, analyze it, and then make those final decisions, okay? And this is particularly good strategy for those of you who are stuck in the thinking trap, who feel so stuck that even their thoughts are stuck in the same thought loop. So the idea of test driving and playing is shifting from trying to find the perfect answer by thinking, by trying to decide what to do with your life next, and simply starting to do something that you are drawn to test out, you know, from your shortlisted options. The point is to get into motion, okay? So I want you to ask yourself, what small project could you start with straight away that will launch you into this line of work or could at least would allow you to try it out. Ideally, this project, what I usually suggest, should last between you know a couple of weeks to a couple of months, but I've seen it lasting for a year when someone was you know, uh, intern- interning um, in-, in the company that they were trying to transition into. Again, the point is to explore and experience your option. So if you want to get into writing professionally, Draft your first short story and submit it to an online magazine. If you want to transition into interior design, find a designer you can shadow and volunteer with. And by the way, when I offer that option, I get like I get like frowns and I get faces and I get eye rolls where like someone is like, well, I'm 45 years old. What do you mean I should volunteer and intern? Well, yes, you should, because if that's your calling and if that's the way for you to gather up all of that data and experience and understand if this is even a path for you, you know, your crown is not going to fall if you're going to intern and help someone out and build relationships in that new industry, right? Like there's nothing wrong with that, you testing out and just literally treating it as that, as a fun play project of you trying things out, okay? So for however long you will be playing and trying this new path, um, For size, I invite you to live this, literally live 
this new line of work. I want you to read books about it. I want you to learn about the leaders in the field. I want you to listen to the podcast about it. Literally immerse yourself completely for that period of time. Okay. And if there are any live, live or online networking events or workshops, attend them. Talk to the quote unquote locals of the industry and ask yourself, what does it feel like being, being part of this community? Is it odd? Does it feel like home for me? What's going on with me? One of my clients who actually wants to transition into um, trauma-informed health and nutrition coaching uh, recently attended an online training program where even though she has not transitioned yet, she's still in her old position, but she already wore the clothes of the coach. She showed up in an identity of a coach. She asked questions as if she was collecting information for her future clients. And when I asked her what you know, that experience was like, what did it feel like? She smiled and said, very, very natural. Like this identity is already within me and I didn't even know. It just needed to be awakened. And that's what it feels like. That's a good sign. And I want you to hunt for those moments. Interview thought leaders in this field. Ask them for virtual coffee. Pick the brain. You know, there are so many things that you can do. Like if you're an artist, I know like someone from London, who's an acquaintance who turned, they were like an aspiring photographer and they decided like to turn their home into a gallery. Like just, just start, like clear those inspiration pipes and get going. And even better, start as soon as you can. What can you do today? What can you arrange for it today? If you're busy today, take out your diary or your, you know, if you're using a calendar online, mark in a calendar an appointment with yourself in the next few days. Just commit to this play project and don't just dabble. You own it to yourself. Don't turn it into that something of, oh yeah, that would be nice to try. And then drop it before you even start, before you even reach a conclusion or some sort of climax. And above all, don't forget to just have fun with it. Okay. And Please keep in mind that if you want guidance, if you want resources, if you want someone to hold you accountable, remind you that you are not crazy for going through this and cheer you on your way towards your career or or business of purpose. I have a few coaching slots open, so make sure you reach out or DM me and book a call with me. And let's get this ball rolling. A lot of energy today, (laughs) but um, you know, I'm fired up. The world, like I mentioned in the previous episode, the world needs your unique medicine and I really just don't want you to sit on it anymore. I love you all so much. I'm sending you so much inspiration, clarity and inspired action. And I'll speak to you next Monday. Bye. Thank you for spending time with me today. If you enjoy this content, make sure you subscribe and don't forget to pass this along to anyone who's thinking of a career change. Every little helps.